Hello and welcome to Gone Will Hunting, a Hunter Hunter anime rewatch and recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Devin Wren. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm your other host, Keith McBlain. My pronouns are they, them. And today we will be going over episodes 11 and 12 of the 2011 anime and their corresponding episodes for the 1999 and their chapters for the manga. Yeah, it's it's funny when we start things off because it seems like there's actually kind of a just something, you know, kind of a scene missing in this podcast. Somehow Leorio is just just 10 hours uh shorter than he was last episode and nothing happened that could explain how that possibly came to be. Yeah, so apparently apparently just like an entire part was just cut from the manga, the animes, like everything. It's almost like they forgot to put in stuff. Doesn't exist. We couldn't find it. There's yeah. no explanation. It's so weird. I'll never see what it was. Bet it was like good, probably. Who knows? Nothing ever happened. After it, we just start off on a fun game of rock, paper, scissors. There was nothing before that at all. Nothing to see. Really just nothing at all. No... No groping happened, no, no uh, you know... No bets on whether a character is a woman or a man just so he could just feel up a random person. It, it's nothing. Nothing happened. No bio, no bioessentialism, no fucking terrible horny Leorio crimes. It was, it was, it was totally fine. None of that happened. Yeah, so we'll just start at the rock, paper, scissors. Uh, we start off this episode ten minutes in. Leorio, after having done nothing in particular, nothing bad at all, is facing off against... Oh, I have to remember her name. I did not write it down. Um, Leroot, I think? Yeah, Leroot. She is like, hey, it's your turn to make a bet. You won the bet against me that we never saw. Nothing ever happened with that. Um, So he's just like trying to think of the bet to make. And he's like, oh... uh." We get the great line of, like, Gome being like, oh, wait, Leorio, I have one you can make. Try having her guess whether you're, like, a teenager. And Leorio just goes, what are you talking about? Of course I'm a teenager. And Leorio just, like, looks at him and is like, I thought that dude was 40. That happens, uh, then, you know, eventually Leorio decides on rock, paper, scissors, because it's just a straightforward thing, and he can't, you know, waste too much more time figuring out a, a game that'll definitely let him win when he only has ten hours left to gamble with. Um, yeah. You know, so they start doing rock, paper, scissors, and then there's a lot of, like, long, drawn-out stuff here where it talks about, like, the psychology behind like the rock paper scissor moves Leorio is making and how he throws rock first because you know he's in a defensive position and he's more closed off it's wasn't that interesting to me so i kind of want to skim over we get a whole long like thing from karapia explain the deep psychological intricacies of like rock paper scissors a children's game and like how Leroot is like Oh, I can read your mind, but it's just like reading his obvious signs that he's nervous. Yeah, so Leorio Leorio gets totally owned is the point because he's 
just a very predictable dude. Yeah, if it sounds like we're skipping through this entire episode very quickly, it's because we are, because Leorio is... Uh, it's because we it's are. It's because we are, because Leorio's... This is Leorio's episode, and no offense, um, I kind of want to fist fight the 2011 Leorio, so I'm just going to skip right over him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. We we don't really like the man. Yeah, he's... But that's just the first part of yeah, the episode. Yeah, he's kind of a sex criminal. Now we can get... S- to the second part of the episode, which is, it's Killua against one more prisoner, and we see... Yeah, Jonas. Yeah, he's, like, sitting off in the corner, and they're like, oh, the other prisoners are like, oh, yeah, if we win this round, we get, like, so much time off our prison sentences, and then we get to be free, and it's great. And Jonas is like, oh, I don't care about that. I just want to kill somebody. And they're like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, he is a spooky man. Oh, with, he's a real sicko. With he's a real with a real just just a real sicko mustache. <laughs> he, he just looks like a weird lumberjack dude, but apparently so it's Killua's turn and it's this guy Jonas' turn and he stands up and the announcer calls, "Oh yeah, it's Jonas to versus Killua." And Leorio's just like, where have I heard that? Oh, Killoy. Yeah, Leorio recognizes this dude as the uh, most prolific uh, serial killer in Zaban City. Yeah, apparently his body count is like 146, which like, I don't think that's normal. Yeah, no, that's... That's probably more than any real serial ki- killer ever. Yeah, like, not to, that, I'm not but, like yeah. into true crime serial killers. Give me the EBGBs, but normally they get like six people, and that's when they become like the most prolific. This dude has 146, apparently. Yeah, turns out murdering people and then covering it up is a lot of work, and it's hard to do multiple times. Turns out this dude did it multiple times, never attempted to even slightly cover it up, and they never caught him because he's just that good, I guess. And yeah, it they they describe his crimes a little bit, and like how basically all of his victims were like torn to pieces by his bare hands because he has very strong fingers and a very strong grip, and he can just just take a chunk out of you. He got that grip strength. He he's a big man. He's like I don't know, like seven feet tall, all muscle, just one giant beefcake, and he just really likes giving people the worst kinds of hugs. Yep. Yeah. So, Leorio tells Killua all this, and he's just kind of like, oh, that's it? Anyways, so he goes out. And yeah. also, having- also, the dude does. Dude does break the wall with his bare hands. Oh, yeah. We he, forgot you know, to talk he just about just kind of, you know, as he's, as he, yeah, as he's walking out of the, uh, you know, as he's walking out of the little tunnel where he's hiding, you know, he just puts a hand up the wall and like drags his fingers through the brick. That is even after um one of his fellow prisoners, the Frankenstein's monster looking dude, Mashatani, he's the walking up and he's like, oh, well, you don't look all that scary. You don't even have a sick back tattoo. Come on, man. And this dude with one hand scrunches his face and then shoves him into the wall. Yeah, Majitani is getting a lot of 
a lot of head trauma today. A lot of being smashed into stone so hard that it breaks. Yeah, he's going to lose the very few teeth he has left. Um, so Killua in one of my, this is all one of my all time favorite scenes. So they're both standing there and this dude's like, yeah, this is going to be a slaughter. I'm going to kill you. And Killua's like, oh, so it's a fight to the death, huh? And he's just like, I mean, it won't be a fight. Like, I'm going to straight up kill you, kid. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one dead loses, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. So they shout go. And this dude goes to grab Killua. And Killua, in one beautifully animated scene, just kind of walks right by him and has a nice little, like, cloth bag in his hand now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get this beautiful overtone of a heartbeat on the screen. Wonder what that could be. And when we return to Jonas, he has a just like a little little hand size hole directly in his chest that's dripping a little blood and he's just like hey i suddenly feel very bad my guy and killa turns around and holds up a nice little baggie perfectly wrapped with a beating heart in it <laughs> just a just a little lunch bag yeah, he has, with with a man's heart he's daintily holding it and he's like has like a very nice look on his face and this Jonas is like, hey, can I have that back? And Killua is just like, you got to come and get it. <laughs> Leorio, no, Killua just casually murders a man. And well, I, I, it really is a good scene just because like of how much it's been built up to and like, you know, how long and drawn out the, uh, you know, fights have been to this point. And now it's just like... You know, and, you know, how much this serial killer has been built up as, like, a terrifying opponent. And then Killua just, like, walks past him and he's dead. Yeah, we get a, I forget if it's in this one or if it's in the 1991, but he very much says, like, doesn't matter how many guys that, people that guy's killed, he's still an amateur and I'm literally a professional. Yeah, I think it says so in both versions. I know it says so in the manga. Okay, it's just like, it's a great way of just reminding you that this child is like a professional, like, assassin who has killed so many people that's not even funny. Yep. Yeah, so he kills Jonas. At the end, Jonas, like, tries to crawl over to his still-beating heart and then dies as the heart stops beating and Killua, like, politely places it back in his hand and then he like turns to the one main prisoner dude the one who was gonna fight tompa and is like hey you didn't really get a fight did you dude and the dude's like uh no and killer's like you could fight me if you want he's like i'm still raring to go and he's (laughs) like no i think i'll pass and killer's like okay suit yourself kilua you're just you're scary scary boy you know what's even scarier? What's that? Gon is like very fine and chill with it. <laughs> yeah. Gon likes it. He likes seeing it. He's like, oh, that's so cool, dude. Wow, my best friend can tear a heart out. That's neat. Like, ev- like Leorio is like freaking out. Tompa is like hiding in the corner. Karapika is just like, oh, that's messed up. Like, I have to learn that technique for reasons. And then Gon's just like, I'm so glad my cool breast friend knows how to take <laughs> heart out of his body. Yeah, you know, while everyone is like, holy shit, Killua, you can fucking do that? Gon's just like, yeah, he's from a family of assassins. Yeah, he's just like, oh, you didn't know? I forgot to tell you? 
His parents are both grade A assassins. Joan is, is just very hyped about all of it. He's just so excited that his best friend can kill people. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, oh boy, Gon, you don't understand morals yet. You're only a little boy. You're a little boy raised on an island. He doesn't understand the fact that knowing how to take a man's heart out at age 12 is not a good sign. Gon, yeah, Gon is an amoral feral mountain boy, and 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 his and his best friend can and his best friend is really good at murder. Somehow there are protagonists, and we love them very much. They're just good boys who have some questionable morality. They are very good boys, even when they're terrifying and bad. This is just a shot for later in the series. I do love how how terrifying they are is never dropped. Yeah. Like, every adult that comes into contact with them is just like, why are you like this? (laughs) But, oh, this also leads to one of my second favorite scenes is Killua getting back and Kropika being like, Hey, Killua, I was wondering, um, how did you, like, do that technique where you removed that man's heart? And Killua's like, I just ripped it out. Yeah, it wasn't really a special technique or anything. I just, I, I, I ripped it out. <laughs> He's like, I walked up to him all calm, like, I took put my hand in there and I just took it out. I don't know what you're <laughs> asking from me. And then he goes, oh, but I can do this with my body. And then he turns his hands into razor sharp points. Yep. He just grows claws on command. He's like, I did manipulate my body a little bit. I kind of cheated. I understand. And then, uh, you know, and then he also, you know, has the biggest my dad could beat up your dad line ever, <laughs> which he says, yeah, if my dad did it, there wouldn't even be any blood lost. Yeah, he's like, oh, my dad can do that without making a drop of blood. And I'm just like, dear God. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kilo is a very good boy. His family is messed up, though. Yep. So, yeah, so they get past all their trials, um, and they get to go on ahead, but since Lario did something that we never got to see off screen, totally gone, they have to spend 50 hours in a room. Just a room. Just a plain old room. Yep. It's a room with books in it, and a table, and they just kind of gotta sit there for a long time. Yeah, so I ignored this apparently every time I watched this show before. There's not a bathroom in there. Hmm. And they're in there for 50 hours. Hmm. Hmm. I I don't know why I noticed it today. I don't know how I noticed it today. I just, for my entire time watching these episodes, my brain was like, where are they going to piss? Because there's not one single bathroom in there. There isn't even a garbage can. It's just an empty, plain room. Well, this is actually something you learn when you play D&D long enough. Uh, Actually, there's no pooping when you're in a dungeon. You just don't have to. Oh, thank you. That secret technique when we learn about the magic system is how to turn off your ability to poop. Yeah, yeah. it's, It's, you know... It's in one of those later chapters of the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense now. 
But is it this scene where we get to see the everyone else completing their test in between? Where's this next yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah. Or are we in next episode? No, I haven't. I have in my notes for episode eleven that uh, Gitterocker and Hanzo finish the maze. Yeah, man. I was talking to this with my roommate who was watching with me when we did these. Uh-huh. It's so sad that Hanzo is not like the Leorio, and by that I mean I want him to replace Leorio. Yeah, oh, Hanzo would be a good. Good fourth boy. Hanzo would be such a good fourth boy. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. That, I'm like, I'm thunking I wanna, about I wanna, it. I do want to see what that AU looks like. I'm like deeply thunking about it for all like the later seasons we get. And I'm like, just imagine if Hanzo was there though. Like I'm deeply thunking it does, about it. It does mean that their party doesn't have a healer, but uh, it's it's just all it's just all <laughs> melee. It is an all melee party, and you know what? I don't. I don't really think that Leorio's doing all that much healing in this group. True, true. Like he's a doctor, but uh, I don't think they often need band aids because normally the things that happen to him require a bit more, mm-hmm. and he's not doing that. So I think Hanzo could uh easily replace him. Yeah, that's true. I, I think Hanzo could fully replace him. I'm putting in petition. I'm calling Tagashi right now. He is on my phone. And I'm saying, rewrite this series. I know you're like, have constant chronic pain. And it's hard for you to put out this series. Rewrite it with Hanzo as the main character with Gon, Killo, and Karapika. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Yeah, can't can't wait to see the uh the new the new revisions. Yeah, he just like goes into all the old panels and fully replaces Leorio <laughs> with Hanzo and it's all the same except Hanzo's there and we get like another cutout of that scene when they were doing the the test where we didn't get to see what Leorio did last time. Yeah. That is also so. gone. <laughs> I think that about does it for episode 11. Yeah, that's about it. I just wanted to make sure because there's a thing later where we go back to everyone sitting in the uh, waiting room. Oh, I forgot to mention Hanzo was like shouting that he was the first one to get there. And then he saw Gita Rocker and uh, oh, my God, Hisaka. And he was like, ah, dang it. Oh, beans. He's like, ah, man, I thought I was going to get first. My big dumb ninja man. Big dumb ninja man. My friend. We like him. He's good. So on to episode 12. They are still in the room. Yeah, they spend the entire first half of this episode just hanging out in the timeout room. They're in the you are accused of sex crimes room. So now you got to wait here for 50 hours. Um, so we get some good shenanigans. We get Gon and Kiowa, like, looking for games to play. They're showing each other how to do some sick skate tricks and learn how to fish. Yeah. Uh, Karapika is reading every single book in this room incredibly quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Leorio and Tompa are constantly arguing with each other, and I don't care about them. Yeah. Just getting on each other's nerves. 
being the most mature in the room. For yeah. sure. Yeah, so it's mostly just a waiting around and chill kind of half of the episode. Gon and Killua do have a pillow fight, and it's very cute. Yeah, they are adorable 12-year-olds. It is kicked off with the scene of, like, Killua, they're all sleeping, and Killua, like, is just laying there wide awake. And yeah. Karapika, like, wakes up and is like, oh, aren't you tired? And he's like, no, I can stay up for, like, three days at a time. Yeah, just lying there with his eyes open like a normal boy. Yeah, and then he, like, takes a pillow and tries to throw it at Gon, and Gon, like, catches it, but catches looks like it he's... in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, catches it in his sleep and throws it back, and <laughs> Killua's like, huh, well, let's try that again. And he throws it again, and Gon catches it and, like, throws <laughs> it back, but is, like, staring at him this time. Yeah. It's very cute. They're very good. It's the cutest. I love these boys. They're so good. I love them. They're such good friends already. Um, we get through the 50 hours. That's up. Larry and Tompa are still arguing over whose fault it is that they're in this room. It's Leorio's. Um, and then they try to book it down to the end of the tower. Mm -hmm. Yep. They rush through the rest of the maze. Uh, you know, go through a few more challenges in, you know, just that are just sort of, you know, montaged past, including like a big rock that comes and almost crushes them all. Uh, and then they get to the, uh, the final choice and they come to a room with like, with a sort of statue and two doors and a bunch of fucking weapons on the walls. Yeah, so. They're about to answer until the announcer comes on and is like, okay, so the door to your left, if you hit O, will take you to the end of the test very quickly, three minutes, like very speedy, like only three of you can pass though. The door on your right, if you hit X, will open up a way that you all can get through, but it is a minimum of 45 hours to get through. So make your choice. If you choose O, the ones that will have to stay behind have to chain themselves to the wall and then the door will open and they'll be let go at the end of the test. And this is where we get the whole group losing it because Leorio and Tompa are at each other's throat again. Yep. Yeah, so, you know... um, Everyone's arguing and sort of like gear, like seems to be getting ready for a fight because, you know, you know, Gon is the only one who really insists like, no, we have to take the option where all of us can pass. And everyone else is sort of like, no, we need to actually have a chance of finishing this. How do we decide like who the two are who are going to stay behind? And, you know, Tonepa just grabs a fucking halberd off the wall and like takes a swing at Leorio. Um, you know, Karapika seems like he's getting ready for a fight. Kilua sort of like fucking makes his claws come out being like, okay, we doing this? <laughs> yeah, Tonepa and Leorio are like fighting with each other of who gets to st- stay. Lair- Karapika is just like, kind of getting ready and Killua is just like well Gon and me are going ahead I'm deciding yeah. this now so I'll kill you both if I have to <laughs> uh yeah and then um 
Yeah, and like as you know, as as Tonpa is going after Leorio with the halberd, he's like hitting the walls and floor, and you know, just making, um, you know, big, you know, sort of taking chunks out of the brick, and then that gives Gon an idea, and then you know, we we cut to the end of the maze, and um. And and then uh, you know Gon, Kilua, and Karapika walk through the door and finish the maze with only like a minute to spare. And um, and yeah, they're looking all like worn down as if they had just finished a fight. And it seems like you know they must have you know been the ones to pass the test. But then Leorio and Tonpa come through as well. Um, then it flashes back to what they actually did, which is uh, pick the long path uh, and then use the weapons to hack through the wall so that they could get to the short path. Yeah, they talk about, Karapia talks about what a great idea Gon had of breaking through the wall and then going down the fast path. They got there the last minute because it took them nearly an hour to break through the solid wall. But they did it. Um... I do want to go back and talk about some of the scenes with all the winners just sitting in this room alone. Also, I see no bathroom. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know why that was fully stuck on my brain that this day, but like it was haunting me the whole day. But I'm telling you, it's dungeon rules. There's no pooping. <laughs> they do not have to. Um... <laughs> I wanted to talk about, they did in the room that they all stayed into, why does the food they look like it was just a pure stick of butter? Yeah, good question. I think I'm, it's meant to be like very simple rations, like hardtack or something, but yeah. It, 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 <laughs> I don't know why my brain was stuck on the idea of eating and then like going to the bathroom today, but like, they just looked like they were just eating raw sticks of butter. Like, we get, like, a scene of, like, Gitteracker eating it like a french fry, but he's going super fast. Yeah, Gitteracker would just eat a whole entire stick of butter. I mean... He's, that's the kind of pervert he is. Yeah, Gitteracker isn't a sex pervert like, um, Hisaka or Leorio, but he is just a pervert in the purest definition. <laughs> Yeah, so we get a scene of all the other win winners. Um, we get the characters that'll be relevant for the next arc we're going into. And yeah, I think, how many winners did it say they were left off at? 40? Uh, there were 25 people who passed the test, but then, you know, the one that came in, like, right before going in the rest, uh, just sort of dropped dead right as he crosses the finish line. So there's 24 living uh, examinees left. Ah, yes. The dude who was so happy that he finally got there that he dropped dead. Yep. Also from the hole in his chest. But also, also from the holes in his body. Yeah. But so we have 24 applicants and we have another trial ahead. But our favorite boys got there. Also, Leorio and Tompa. Yeah, they made it. Yeah. That's about it for the episode. Yeah, again, once once again, this uh, recap section feels very short, but, you know, not these... a lot happened, but yeah. It wasn't even, like, not a lot happened, but it was jam-packed of, like, little stuff like we'll get to in the later seasons. It was just kind of them taking their time. 
Yeah, and, you know, I think as we mentioned last time, these episodes are probably meant to feel a bit drawn out just because, like, you know, it is a very time-based challenge, and I think you're meant to feel like, you know, how much time is going by, like, as they're, you know, as these, you know, matches are being drawn out and as, like, they're being forced to wait for 50 hours, so yeah. Yeah, so very quick episodes, quick recap, but... No, good episodes included my some of my favorite Killua scenes. Yeah, good good Killua scenes. Um, ready for too many gones then? Yeah, let's see how all these gones are doing. Yeah, how are the other gones, and why are there so many of them? Well, let's see. First, with the nineteen ninety nine, we also had like a weird cutout of like a good few minutes. Mm-hmm, of how mm-hmm. they lost their first 50, 50 hours, so that's weird. Yeah, it's gone across all versions. It's Who so weird that it just... Weird like, that they didn't, you know, change that to make it not a disappeared scene. It's just like a black screen with no sound or audio whatsoever. It just, nothing happens. But we always come back in with Lorio sucking shit at rock, paper, scissors. Yep. We do oh, yeah. get a lot more of that scene of uh, Leirut very openly messing with him. Yeah, and Leirut has a different backstory in this in in the oh, ninety nine yeah. version. Um, in you know, it's her her crimes in the other versions are listed as like animal trafficking and illegal gambling gambling, but in this one, she's a psychologist who murders her patients by convincing them to kill themselves. Yeah, so, so you know, mm, wow, she sounds great, like a nice person. Yeah, also that's like a very different take <laughs> on her character where while essentially she she just sort of isn't that isn't portrayed that differently in the thing. I guess like it maybe like heightens the stakes by making her sort of seem like more of a master manipulator, but yeah, like I think they feels, wanted to give it feels her, unnecessary. Yeah, I think they wanted to give her a reason to be able to mess with Leorio subconsciously, even though he's not that smart and I think anyone can do it. Um, yeah. Also, like, there is just, like, a weird bit while they're doing the rock, paper, scissors thing where Leirut just sort of psychologically tortures Leorio for the bit, for a bit, where somehow she figures out that, like, he failed as a doctor to save his best friend and then just, like, dunks on him, you know, about that for a few minutes. And it's like, and then, you know, it, the, that just kind of ends and the rest of the episode proceeds as, as normal. And it's like, we did get one more point for the Karapika is a trans icon. It is, however, unfortunately, slightly transphobic. Yeah. In which they do the, oh, uh, Lario. Lario's trying to think of a thing. He's like, wow, I could like, have her see if I'm a boy or a girl. And then goes, no, that'll never work. And then he like, looks over at Karapika and goes, man, Karapika should have been in this test. And it's, you know, not that great at all. Yeah. Is another yeah. point for the fact that Karapika is trans, but I wish they would be nicer to Karapika. Yeah. Honestly, like in the original manga, I think Karapika's gender is meant to be like sort of ambiguous, which is neat. But yeah, yeah, that was that did kind of seem like a weird crack to make about it. 
Yeah, it wasn't that great. It does put more points into that bank, but, you know, not the best points. Um, yeah, the episode goes as normal. Uh, is this where we get Killua? There, there, I mean, I there is one bit that I really liked. Um, so like while Leirut is messing with Leorio, she's just like, okay, I'm gonna throw paper next, and like you know, that really gets in Leorio's head, and she's like, and he's like, is she lying? Is she is or is she actually gonna do it? I can't decide. And Gon's just like, Leorio, throw scissors, you'll win for sure. <laughs> and he's so simple and pure, and I love him. Yeah, Gon is like trying his best to coach him through it. Like I think scissors beats paper every time. I think in the 2011, there's like Karapka is like just monologuing about what. Leoria will do next because Karapika has figured out what uh, Leirut's doing. And mm-hmm. Karapika's like, oh, yeah, no. She wants him to throw, like, rock because then she can just easily throw paper. And then Gon's just like, hey, Leorio, don't throw rock. <laughs> she wants... Yeah. He just yells out. He's like, hey, throw scissors next. She's gonna throw paper. And that gets in Leorio's head even more. Yeah. And, uh... And then the scene with Kilo is a bit bit different, bit of a noticeable change there. Yeah, um, he doesn't have a polite little baggie this time. He's just holding a man's raw beating heart in his hand, and then instead of giving it back to him after he dies, he just crushes the motherfucker in his hand and it pieces go flying everywhere. What I do like about the 1999's depiction of... Killua's sicko mode is in the 2011 his eyes become like more pointed and he looks mm-hmm. more like evil and cat-like in the 2000 in the sorry in the 1999 he still looks exactly the same yeah like he very much just like kind of walks over casually and takes it out and does not change in any way I just kind of like that little sinister note of him, this just being perfectly normal for him. Yeah, for sure. And like in the, in the manga version, we see the heart as well. So like, yeah. that's honestly something I was expecting that they would uh, tone down in the 99 version, just based on the way that they've been like toning down all the violence so far. But then it's like, no, it is less censored than the 2011 version. He has a man's beating heart in his is unwashed hands horribly unsanitary and then he just crushes it in front of him he doesn't even give him like a chance to get it back he's just like nope yep still a great scene we still get the great uh how did you take out his heart and i just ripped it out yeah (laughs) well oh it's good we'll never not be over that um so I think that's about it for that episode. That's the only big difference. Yeah, I mean, um, in the manga, like, yeah, we get a bit of a uh, sort of backstory scene for uh, for Jonas. For yeah. Jonas, yeah. And, you know, we see, like, you know, while he's being arrested, like he has, oh yeah, we do, we see this in the 99 too. Like we see, you know, that as he's being arrested, like, uh, 
he, you know, as he's like sitting in the back of the police cruiser, he's just casually sort of ripped a chunk out of a man's arm. And then the man looks down and notices that some of his arm is missing. And it's like, oh boy, that's a... Yeah, he like fully like takes like half the man's like forearm. Mm-hmm. Like while he's handcuffed and it's just kind of holding it like it's not great. Great way to build up a dude who dies in one clean hit though. And then uh yeah, then for the for the next episode um yeah, I I mainly have manga changes written down there were like a few changes in the anime but i none of them felt especially notable so i don't know if you had anything it's the only notable difference in the next episode is just they skip over the room scene yeah the room scene is very different because like in the manga like it doesn't even show any of those scenes it just sort of cuts to 50 hours later Yeah, it literally has them walk in like set their stuff down and then like the next scene is them putting all their stuff back on and leaving the room like that's it yeah which they make up for where they have like a longer argument scene in the like room where they have to decide who stays and who goes and all that yeah, that that part is a lot more drawn out in the in the ninety nine version. Yeah, so eh, not much different. Yeah, yeah. In the manga, I I noted that uh, Kilawa's claw hand is specifically described as cat like, which does uh, foreshadow his eventual persona reveal, which you know I love to keep track of. Kilawa's deep lore of him obviously having a cat persona. <laughs> which the fact that like every character who meets him is like oh that cat like boy over there yep and um yeah and then in the scene where they have to you know make the final choice and choose the between the two doors um it doesn't i don't think it even actually reaches the point where uh tonepa starts attacking leorio like they don't even get to the fight gon actually remembers um you know how the prisoners were busting up the walls and floor so yeah yeah it's kind of a minor change there but i think it 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 paints gone a little more as someone who's just like super observant and is kind of like taking in everything around him you know whereas in the other versions the um the solution is just like right there in front of him yeah um it does like end right as like tompa's like about to go hit leorio but yeah it does show gon as like yeah. always kind of being aware and noticing his surroundings which is very good considering that's like his whole backstory is him being like raised in the woods yeah yeah, but with both the anime versions, you know, they actually start fighting and that makes it a little more dramatic. So, yeah. you know, I can see why they changed that. Yeah. But yeah, good scenes. Good episodes. Not much changed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly very minor stuff between the versions, just like, you know, just sort of paced differently. But I feel like most of the major events sort of line up. Yeah. So I was actually expecting a lot more changes in the 99 anime based on like, you know, the missing scene. You think they would have changed that because Leorio on the whole has been like a much less skeezy character. So yeah, yeah that that really seems that really doesn't seem fitting with like 
the 99 version of his character. I wish 99 Leorio wasn't like that. Like, I just wish he was a better person. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even fully mind that he's kind of like a brash, yelling, like, impulsive dude. I wish we did yeah, not have. But out of like, out of like all the scenes you could have changed to make Leorio more likable, I feel like that's yeah, pretty much need, the number one. You don't need and to they leave in like it. sex crimes, Leorio. Like, yeah, it's like the scenes you can take out are always the sex crimes parts. Yeah, and it is kind of interesting, like seeing. Kilua just like fully cold-blooded murder a man in this scene based on how earlier in the 99 anime we've seen him sort of like struggling with his assassin instincts and like so yeah that 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 does feel like sort of a bit of a contrary bit of of character development for Kilua. Yeah, it does very much feel like they're trying to start like him struggling with like being like a good person and not killing people and like him very much being good at it and like be it being like an instinct trained into him. They <laughs> started that like a little too early. And so now yeah. they have to like dance around the scenes where he's like in the early parts, he's very much okay still with the idea of murdering people. <laughs> yeah. So weird choices, but overall not that bad. Yeah. Overall, not too, too different. Yeah. So. Again, again, this is kind of a shorter episode. Yeah. I think it's. Trick Tower doesn't have a lot. Uh, But yeah. uh, Any more changes before we go on to Greed Island? No, we can, we can head to that island. All right. Let's, let's fly away now. Let's go to that mystical land in the clouds, Greed Island. Uh, we're flying on up. It's, oh, look, there's, it's, it's, uh, there's PS1 graphics everywhere. PS1 graphics. There's, um, some dodgeball. Um, yeah, we're at Greed Island. Welcome. Uh, yeah. So this is the segment where we talk about what we've been into lately over the past week and give you some recommendations. Yeah. So, uh, what have you got, Devin? So, hey, uh, Avatar Legend of Korra hit Netflix recently. So, been going back through that show. Still really good, in my opinion. I still prefer the original series, but I very much do enjoy Legends of Korra. Um, I love Korra. She's one of my favorite characters, obviously. The animation upgrade is like, you can tell they were having so much fun with the fact that they got like a big budget for that show. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely recommend everyone to like go watch Legend of Korra and Avatar if you haven't, or if you have, just rewatch it because it's a very good show. I understand when people are like, oh, I kind of fell off like after season two because it is, in my opinion, one of the roughest seasons. But mm-hmm. overall, I just really enjoy the show. Avatar, the universe is like one of my favorite like shows of my childhood. So really good. Really enjoy it. Recommend it very much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I started rewatching uh, Avatar, but did not get that far into it. So 
it's been something I've been meaning to catch up on in between like the seven other things I've been wanting to watch slash play. Oh, that's fair. I have like a long list now and I'm just kind of sitting here when it's my days off being like, I don't want to spend my time. And then I just do nothing. Yeah. That's that's a real mood, though. Yeah, it's a big mood. What have you been up to? I don't know. Pretty much the same as last week. I've I've had like less free time, and I've been using most of it to work on my Sonic fan fiction, aka the best genre of fan fiction, because it's got Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails the Friend. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing really new going on on that front, but um. I do want to recommend a podcast called Very Random Encounters. Oh, it's hell a, yeah. you know, hell yeah, it's so good. It's a tabletop game, uh, you know, actual play series that has, you know, sort of short digestible seasons and, um, you know, and, and uses a bunch of different game systems and goes across different genres and, and the sort of consistent thing between all the seasons is that they use random generators to come up with as much of it as possible. And that seems like it would be like a, you know, random silly premise, but like they actually like... The the really brilliant thing is how they actually turn all that randomness into like very coherent, effective storytelling and... There's just some really, really good, good stories in, in that podcast across like all the seasons. And they just finished their Star Wars season. Um, I've been actually waiting to, uh, you know, binge the second half of that in a big chunk. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're very good. It's always enjoyable listening. I have to catch up. It's good. It's good, good, good actual play. Yeah, I also recommend that. Now that you've brought it up. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that about does it. Shall we? Uh, let's, what's, what's, what's our plugs? What do we, what do we point people to? Well, if you want to find where you can listen to this podcast, you can find us on Twitter or Tumblr at GoneWillHunting. Um, if you want to find my Twitter, I don't ever really post anything funny on it, but it is at Grooving Ghastly, and my Tumblr is at Jazz Dumpster. You will not find any funny content on those. I'm so sorry, guys. And are you still so blissfully and amazingly free of the social media? I'm still... Just wonderfully unaware of what new memes are being created every minute of every day. You are so powerful. Uh, yeah, I, I recommended Juicy Vam Gam's <laughs> review last week. So, yeah, I don't really have anything I want to plug this week. Then I believe that is it. Rate it. Yeah. Rate end this way. Take this to a close. Yeah, let's do it. Sign us off. Well then, it's been great, guys, but I've got to say, goodbye. Goodbye.